Hello and welcome back to the ASAP Weekly Pokemon Podcast. I'm your host. Uh, I go by Robert on this show. I don't know. I, do I even introduce? Yeah, I think I just go by my real name. Uh, <laughs> and I am joined today by Matt. Hello, Matt. Hello. And Tristan. How's it going, Tristan? Not bad. Yourself? Uh, this this has been a heavily anticipated episode. Uh, it's the second part to uh, Black and White. We're going to name it Black and White 2. But um, if you are listening to this, because for whatever reason you thought, you know, uh, I didn't I didn't like, you know, Black and White, but I really like Black and White 2. You know, you, you really strongly like Black and White 2. Um, if you want to listen to us talk about the story part of Black and White and Black and White Two, that will be in the first part, uh, so you can go back and listen to that episode. I, I would be, I'd be kind of curious if someone was like, "Yeah, Black and White Two, I'm here for it," but I don't want to listen to anything about Black and White. Anyway, this is going to be a combination of those two, and we're going to talk specifically about game mechanics, things that were introduced uh, in this generation, Generation Five, um, and the Pokemon, the Pokemon, uh, yep. which, which uh, I, Matt makes sure to remind me. <laughs> yeah, this this episode is going to have about as much plot substance as Black and White Two. Ooh, <laughs> ooh. Ooh, ooh, big digs here. You're, okay, you're really, so you're really alienating the one person who chimed in for the Black and White Two section of this podcast and went, "Wait a minute, I'm not watching this now." <laughs> um, well, we, we will talk about both, but okay, there was something that I think I mentioned very briefly. Um, and this will tie into like one of the things that we'll discuss when it comes to major changes. But I believe I said on the last show at the end that I I found that the uh, the digital the the artwork the visuals were horrendous. I said something to that effect. I don't know if I said that on air or not, but that was something that I said. Now it's actually very um, serendipitous, okay, that we that we've actually had a break between that show and this one because I happened to do. Uh, I was talking to my friend like a week ago and he brought something up, which may, I don't think it'll change my opinion, but maybe it'll frame my opinion in a way that makes a lot more sense. Um, So for those, let me introduce it this way. For those who don't know in uh, black and white and black and white do they, it's gen five. It's the introduction of 3d sprites and animations that constantly move, right? It's no longer just like a static animation of the Pokemon. Your Pokemon is supposed to constantly moving because it's supposed to be like a battle. And I have a lot to say about that general, you know, design philosophy in a second. However, I I had, you know, said that it was it looked absolutely horrendous. And one of the reasons that some people might say this is uh it had to do a lot with actually like the tiles and, and the actual ability you know computing type things associated with it uh to design sprites in that specific way and they're zoomed in too much and there's a whole lot of things you could say about that however another thing that i didn't take into account but luckily my friend pointed out to me is i played this game on the 3ds xl and for those who don't know the fact that it was an xl actually made it even more blurry and even more pixelated than someone who had played the original game on a DS. That's right. Uh, so, I can so, imagine. I, I played uh, on a 3DS after my DS light broke. Yeah. And the resolution was like noticeably fuzzier. So I can only imagine it on an XL. That, that's see, what I'm saying. I, so, I played it on an actual Nintendo DS and I thought it looked great. Oh, no, I did too. And then mine broke. <laughs> <laughs> and so, and so, my opinion comes from essentially upscaling <laughs> problems with upscaling yeah. uh um and so that's why i always had an assumption and it, to make matters even worse okay to kind of give the backstory a little bit i i think this is when i got back into pokemon and i got x and y 
Okay, this is how I got X and Y. Literally, this is how I got the game. There's like a free promo that if you like registered for some Nintendo like thing and you had a bunch of games, right? Uh, then you can get X and Y for free. And this is actually how I got into Pokemon. So actually, I think it's a relevant story for the podcast. Uh, uh, back into Pokemon way, way later. Um, and it turned out that there was like a whole bunch of like Mario Kart and like random games that we just never registered with Nintendo Online or whatever. <laughs> so I just did all that and got the game for free. That's why I have Pokemon X on my DS. Um, but I went from playing that game to, you know, having... Bought oh Rocket. yeah that'd be a rough transition it's, it's such that is and and that to is be leaf. fair yeah <laughs> to be fair i did play um heart gold beforehand okay so it wasn't so direct right um but uh but yeah no it was quite jarring uh because in my mind it's like okay we're going heart gold technically was released a year earlier and my comparison of those two games is i still think the heart gold looks better now once again this is upscaling and all those things that we can talk about 3d animation sprites um but yeah that's that's kind of my spiel um i have something more i want to say on that that but i i want to kind of get either of your reactions on that before i continue um yeah so as i said i played it on the original ds so i didn't have any of the upscaling issues and i also played it like right at release so for a ds game it looked like really really good did you play heart um, gold beforehand i'm kind of curious i forget i i forget the release order did heart gold come out before yeah, heart gold uh, should have come out a year before yeah yes yes i did um i i i just thought it looked great because uh uh they really took the uh somewhat 3d environments of the fourth generation and really like uh, they were really starting their transition into fully 3D environments. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, the 3DS, I, I hadn't played anything with, I hadn't gone a 3DS or anything at this point. So uh, for a DS game, uh, this was remarkable in how good it looked. Um, especially, you, you know, being on the same mm-hmm. system as the fourth generation, like the increase was very noticeable. Um, interesting because i i still contend that i and this this might have to actually do more with my preference of visual style but i'll still contend that i that i have an like i think i like the the look of platinum even more than i like the look of this one um but continue continue i have a spiel on that i don't want to yeah i mean i would probably say i like the aesthetics of uh platinum more um Mm -hmm. black and white because it takes place in uh america uh has a very different you know it has a different color palette and the environment design is different um it's it has a lot more muted colors um Mm, that's actually a great point yeah i really like that That, i noticed that as well it just like if you take um you know you brought up x and y uh if you look at x and y which is based on france and you take uh what was it lumio city uh the big central hub i think so um and like this it's a big bright city of light and then you like look at uh um the new york x by in uh this uh this game and it's all like a concrete jungle (laughs) uh it's very different aesthetics uh while we're talking about this tristan do you have any any opinions maybe on the the 3d animation of the sprites I, I thought it was cool. Um, I think aesthetically, I like Platinum more as well. 
there's I want to say it's mostly like a UI thing. Mm-hmm. Platinum's UI was really tight. Um, it it kind of feels like they they iterate in such a way that like they forget what they did every new <laughs> generation. Where like the later games in a generation, so like Heart Gold, Soul Silver, Platinum will look like super smooth. And then like it comes time for a new generation, and it's not even necessarily a new engine, which I used to like credit it to. But like I mean, that's not how games work anymore. <laughs> um, then they get to like a new generation, and they're just like, yeah, throw all that out. Like, who needs it? Who needs good UI? We're, we're Nintendo. Uh, one thing I will say is that uh, the Pokemon Black version of Opelucid City looks terrible. <laughs> <laughs> was, was that the, the tech version or the? Yeah, that's the tech version. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, it, it's it, it, it's a. It's a city paved in neon. Opelousid <laughs> is fun because Opelousid has like, like cool instrumental things, or like if you talk to certain people um, with instruments, it starts kicking. I don't know if this is in black. It was definitely in white. But there's people around the town with like instruments, and as you talk to them, the instruments like kick in. Oh, I, yeah. I remember it was in black as well, but I don't remember how. I don't remember if you like specifically talk to people, but like there's. The, if you look up the the soundtrack for it, there's like different versions of it depending on what was actually like in it. Looks ugly as yeah. sin, but like as far as, <laughs> as, as far as like a concept goes, it was neat. This I think I think Gen Five was very, um, like, quite literally Pokemon's teenage years, where they're like, yeah. I think you're very we accurate can do in that. like wild things, and it's like I don't think all of those worked. But it's, it's a very transformative period. I think a lot of what they were going for in the visuals for black and white um, really like hit their stride with X and Y. Yeah, yeah I, I, I totally agree with you, Matt. I think if if they're I can say whatever I want about black and uh, black and white and black and white, too. But I think this was the time where they decided, OK, we're going to go a little more like we're going to focus on this 3D aspect. And I think it may it, it's one of the reasons I think that they get to an X and Y. Like if they had kept with the previous art style, they might have never kind of really switched over. And that's actually one of the big things that I noticed is I I think like maybe artistically, I was going to say spiritually, but I guess it, it, more artistically, I find, um, you know, if you take emeralds, uh, you take platinum and you take even heart gold, uh, they they very much have that same aesthetic, a feel of playing the game, if that makes sense. Like they're vastly different than 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 uh, than the first two generations, because I, I would say the first two generations kind of look the same. Like, yes, they start getting colored, but they kind of look the same. Right. There's very much. Yeah. You know what you're getting. And then and then with the next two gens, uh, you kind of get this new aesthetic. Right. So. I feel like uh, the one thing I really like that one, right? And that that could be a little bit of nostalgia from Ruby, right? Ruby being one of the you know the the first games that I played when it came to this. But um, for me, like that that aesthetic that you find in Platinum, Heart Gold, and and Emerald is is so like I don't know. It's so ingrained in my brain, and I just like it a lot oh, more yeah. visually. We're, we'll always be biased towards what we play first. Or like what yeah. really uh, first captivates us? Yeah, and then and then uh, yeah. For me, for me, I think I think this game suffers from 
I guess in, in some sense we are it's time for Pokemon to really like develop. And sometimes when you develop, like you try so many things, right? Like you're just trying yeah, to find no, they, things that work. As and we so dig I, more into mm-hmm. the mechanics, we're really going to hit on the theme of like, this is when Pokemon tried a new thing. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, what we are, already went into how they tried to actually have a plot. <laughs> and in a lot of ways, they succeeded. I think they did. Yeah. I think that's the one thing that would keep me to this game. It's, it's this plot. I don't. I don't think there's other aspects of the game that would necessarily entice me, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, no, this is definitely a... And I think this ties into um, one of the main development goals for this game was they were trying to make it as like a new start for Pokemon. They definitely succeeded in that. I uh, they yeah. succeeded in elements of that, I think. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, when I, when I mean succeeded, I mean, I guess I mean... I definitely did not think it was a continuation of that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah, no, that's why, you know, all the routes are like, you start back over at one, it takes place in a completely different uh, continent. Um, all the Pokemon are new, which we'll get into. Um, so like, this was really intended to be a, a new start. I think the new start happened in X and Y, personally. That's but interesting, because... I, I, right, I I'll save that for X and Y, but I got a lot of things to say about X so, and Y. Anyway. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm going to continue on X and Y for like half a second. Okay, I okay think, go, ahead, go ahead. I think X and Y um, brought back a lot of people. Like, there's, there's friends I went to high school with that were like in college when X and Y came out, and they were like, yeah, I'm back into Pokemon. And I was like, Really? Like yeah, no, I, really? I straight up knew a guy who bought a 3DS, played X. Uh, I think he played Y, and then when he finished with Y, he sold the 3DS. I believe that. Wild. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like some of the people who were like most invested in it were people that like I had not known to play Pokemon in a decade, which was uh, I don't know if that says more about Gen Five than Six. I think it does. I think, I think, th- well, and I think if, if I think maybe like mm-hmm. backlash from five helped like mold that because a lot of gen six and like the megas and everything, like they really revisit a lot of Kanto stuff with that. Yeah. Um, and I You're think so- it's a direct response mm-hmm. to how much blowback they got for like, yeah. Really shoehorning so- in new stuff for X and Y or black and white. I think I think that's a good point to transition into um, the Pokemon. We can get into some of the more mechanics later, but I think this is a good point to get into the new Pokemon that they did for this generation because they did something weird that resulted in a lot of uh, people's least favorite Pokemon of all time. <laughs> it's because they were like, I'm okay. I'm going to really make some people angry when I say this because every Pokemon is someone's favorite. <laughs> but Pat Rat never should have been added to the game. <laughs> wow, that's... 
that, that was not the Pokemon I was expecting to go out against. <laughs> if you think I'm here for vanilla, I am not. I love vanilla. <laughs> Yeah, no, no. Same I mean, with I, I honestly same with Trubbish. They're the poster <laughs> children for bad Gen Five design, and I love them dearly. <laughs> yeah, no, I think, I think they get a lot get. of they get a lot of flack. But um, so even even Pat Rat's not actually bad. It's it's Watchhog. It's like, why are you here? Get out of here, you crossing guard meerkat. <laughs> no one asked for you. Uh, for our listeners who aren't aware, uh, what they did with Pokemon this generation is in theme with that whole this is a new start for Pokemon, they wanted to have, at least until post-game, every Pokemon you encountered was a new Pokemon. So there is, I think it's like a straight 150 uh, po- new Pokemon in this game. Something like that. I'll look it up. And... Uh, so, you know, you don't run into Tentacool in the water. You can't catch a Magikarp. You don't find Caterpie. No Rattatas. Um, youngster Joey's in shambles. 156. Uh, uh, 156. Yeah. Okay, yeah. There's no, there's no Pidgeys. Nothing. It's all new Pokemon. Now, the problem that causes is there's a reason why you always find tentacles in water you can catch a magikarp you can uh and you find rattatas everywhere because there's certain base i almost want to call it ecological niches (laughs) (laughs) i don't think you're wrong wrong, yeah that like if there wasn't a pokemon that fit them present you'd be like so where's the rats (laughs) So you have, so instead of, you know, Pidgey, which, you know, kind of derives its name almost from Pigeon, but it's not a Pigeon. Um, yeah, we get the actual Pigeon this time. Pidov, which is just, yeah, just a, it's just a Pigeon mixed with a Dove. <laughs> we can maybe get into Pokemon design a little bit. Do you feel like these are some of the worst designs from, Gen, like, Gen 5 has some of the worst Pokemon designs? I think it gets a lot more flack than it deserves. Mm-hmm. I think the problem isn't so much that the designs are bad. There's just a lot of redundancy. Yeah. Mm. We, we were talking about ecological niches, and I think from like a lore perspective, that's absolutely true. Um, I think the real answer to why they reuse tentacle in every generation is they don't want like five of the same damn jellyfish. <laughs> and that's kind of like, what happened here. Yeah, Looking so at I you, think frillish. They were like, "What if he was <laughs> a ghost instead?" And it was like, mm, "No, no, no." The worst. So the worst uh, offender of all is freaking Woobat, <laughs> because they're just like, "All right, so you're not going to run into any Zubats in caves." Here's a Woobat. It's <laughs> basically the same it's thing. It's like Zubat, but woo. <laughs> I I will it's psychic say, instead I... of poison. Listen, listen. I will say, for for whatever reason, I found Woobats way less annoying than Zubats. Like, I think there's something about a Zubat when I counter it that, like, maybe I just had like, like, you know, as a child, I just kept like running into them in caves, and and I just like, you know, uh, internalized it. You know, yeah, internalized you've, you've my hatred PTSD of it against uh, a little bit. Yeah. So, but so like, when it w- <laughs> but like the thing with Woobat is it's a bat you run into caves and it always knows confusion it's the same thing (laughs) unironically 
I like Wubat. It's Wubat where you lose me. I'm like, no. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, that that design is just, you know, I, I say it gets a lot, this generation gets a lot of flack. Wubat is just what it, <laughs> it what is. It was incredibly funny to me that they even went so far as making it evolve with friendship. I'm like, you're just Crobat again. You stop that. <laughs> oh, God. There's just, there's a, there are some gems in this uh, mm-hmm. generation. Don't get me wrong, it's not all just stuff uh, filling in niches that already that other old Pokemon filled before. Like, Zoroark is amazing. Zoroark was better. I mean, okay. Zoroark is, I, I is adorable. Gen 5, if Gen 5 has a problem, it's that a lot of its final stages feel super over-designed compared to, like, the early forms. Like they're, they're, they're trying to make it look unique, but by doing so, it actually instead of it just starts looking like an abomination at some I, point. I yeah, so that. like bringing just, back our it's bringing almost back like our punching bag into like American like comic book aesthetics. It's ah. like they brought on Rob well, Liefeld to make some of them. That's an interesting way to look at it. Yeah, like you know, bringing back our favorite punching bag, Swoo Bat. <laughs> like, what is it? What is that tail? It's got like a crab pincer tail. It's really it's like weird. A U-wig, but a bat. I just I'm not here for it. <laughs> I, your specific question was, do you think that Gen Five has some of the worst Pokemon designs? Um, I think the like the the open secret is that every generation has some of the worst Pokemon designs. <laughs> um, so while Generation Five certainly has some losers. Uh, it's got a lot of winners. Like it's got Volcarona in it, and all of its sins are forgiven for that alone, as far as I'm concerned. That, that's true. And I will say, you know, while I harp on the whole, like these things are just, you know, the Anuvan. It, it's it's almost like uh, the Anovan uh, Geodude Rog and Rolla, but Gigalith is just I I I love Gigalith more than I love uh, uh, Graveler. A man of culture, I see. <laughs> I, I also it's so interesting because I'm, I, I'm actively like typing the names of the Pokemon as you see them because like I cannot visualize it <laughs> off the top of my head, right? But then I'm like, oh no, I do know this Pokemon. Um, oh yeah, I'm just scrolling through the Cerebi list. Don't you remember Pokemon Ernie and or Grover and Elmo? <laughs> sock, sock and throw are just Elmo and Ernie, but like Elmo is chunkier in this case. Wait, 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 yeah. Grover, sorry. So- sock and throw are the they're supposed to be like they're the Hitmonlee and Hitmonchan. Yeah, they're like their karate like Okay, Hitmonlee and Hitmonchan are so much better than these two. I'm sorry. See, I, like I, these, I completely I like these for different reasons cuz they do the whole um blue oni red oni thing, which is like a like a trope that's like You're totally right about the elbow comparison though. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. They're, they're supposed to be like the blue oni red oni, which is like a an archetype of like characters, which is which is cool, but like sock is just Grover. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm like you. You came here right from Sesame Street to go like train at your dojo. That's that's fine. I support you, but also, um, other other uh, baffling designs are uh, Buffalant, which is just Tauros with an afro. No, don't come for Buffalant. No, Buffalant. no, we said this last time. Buffalant is a solid design. Yeah, okay, get out, get out of here. Get out of here. Gen 5 also has Emolga, which is, as far as I'm concerned, the only, like, half-baked Pikachu clone that stands on its own two feet. Uh, 
I agree, although I wouldn't really compare yeah. it to Pikachu. No, I mean, like, it, it absolutely oh, no, is no. Each, each Each generation has had its Pikachu clone, where, like, Meryl was kind of there, but, like, not really. But then Gen 3 had um, Puzzle and Minun. Gen 4 had Pachirisu. Pachirisu stands on its own, but only because of, say, I'm not going to, I'm going to butcher his name. That one competitive player that, uh... I'm gonna look it up because I don't. Want Either way, Emolga yeah. I feel is different enough. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah that's, that's it, what I mean. It, it's it's, it's the only blatant yeah. Pikachu clone that like actually stands on its own two feet. Yeah, like I could identify it as a Pikachu clone because I'm looking for it. But if yeah. I wasn't looking for Sejun it, Park, yeah, that was his name. I'd miss it entirely. Sejun Park um, was um, a competitive player for VGC, and I, I think it was during Gen Five. So this is still relevant. Don't stop me. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, I think. One, using Pachirisu because he had like did the move follow me just turns it into like bait and he just like swept like all of the actual Pokemon on his team like beat the tar out of his competitors while they had to like awkwardly try to fight Pachirisu and he had like a little Pachirisu like plushie with him it's very good it's a good like yeah, yeah I, I, I think part of uh, Gen 5's issue is because it added 156 new Pokemon, it's really when, like, Pokemon started reaching, you know, and we'll get into this when we ask, can we catch them all? But it's really when Pokemon started to really, like, make that very, very difficult. <laughs> and um, because you had a lot of uh, Pokemon repeating niches, uh, you had a lot of people who grew attached to the Pokemon who filled those niches originally getting upset at it. And then they would go, f they would pick out like the worst designs and be like, look, the entire generation is bad. Um, despite the fact that, like, you know, you can even look at like people are like, this is literally just a bag of garbage. And it's just like, yes. And in Gen 1, we had a seal <laughs> named Seal. <laughs> Hey, don't you know what though? Okay, okay, here's the thing. Here's the thing. In Gen One, you can actually see the fascination for like you know animal life and nature and science clearly displayed, right? And I think what ends up happening when you go far enough with Pokemon is humans can't create original creatures that aren't still based on those things. You know what I mean? Like I think that's really where where it starts to go. Like, how do I iterate on this? Uh, or create completely unique designs. See, like, that's that's, that's actually what I thought was cool. Um, also, it's it's worth mentioning that a dugong is also just another kind of marine wildlife. Yeah, it's, it's just like a sea cow. So like it's a seal, and then it's like another thing that's also just an animal. They spelled it yeah, slightly different. And, and then but that's literally a, Gen One. Like yeah. I respect. It. Yeah, Gen I don't One know, also I has a, a snake no. called snake, but backwards. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, I, I'm just calling attention to the people who are just like, you know, this is just the, the, this is just like a thing. And it's just like, yeah, you know, like they weren't all like super winners back in the day. There's there's a thing. Um, I'm, I'm going to butcher this pronunciation. It's called Tsukomogami. And it's, it's like a concept in Japanese folklore, which is like if something um, Matt's going to recognize this a little bit from the auspices in Final Fantasy 14. But basically, once it's it's mostly for objects, but also like some kind of animals. Um, if it's lived for a hundred years, it kind of like gets its own spirit mm. and becomes like a kind of like minor god in some cases. 
And I feel like a lot of the more like, this isn't an animal, like Pokemon designs are just extensions of that. Yeah. Um, of Kami, I don't know if that's ever been confirmed to be fully on purpose, but it certainly feels like the spirit behind it. Like Klefki is like, it's, it's yeah. got big gremlin energy as far as that goes. <laughs> I mean, listen, I like, and I don't fault them. Like, oh no, for sure. <laughs> there's probably I, like a just... hundred people. A hundred people trying to figure out, okay, what's a new design we can create? Like, honestly, they should have spoken to the Yu-Gi-Oh! designers because they keep making up cards that don't do anything, uh, but somehow have new designs. Yu-Gi-Oh! <laughs> puts out the same kind of cards. They'll be like, this is Red-Eyes Black Dragon, but this time a dude's riding it. Go! Oh! It's like... <laughs> uh, to steer the conversation to uh, more positive stuff, some really good Pokemon in this generation... Uh, I find Zekrom is just Zekrom's very what, good. Zekrom is one of my favorite legendary designs. Um, I agree. A, I can and also agree. just like an electric mm-hmm. dragon, which is just yes, please give me that. There's a reason why I, I swapped colors, well shades between uh, games in order to just be in the <laughs> version that gives me Zekrom. Zekrom again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm still kind of grumpy. Actually, so I'm going to fact check myself on this. I'm still kind of grumpy because I don't think we've actually gotten... Oh, no, we, we did finally get... I was going to say, we, we haven't gotten a Dark Electric, but we did finally get more Pico in uh, Sword and Shield. Um, I'm kind of mad, though, that like they didn't... like They didn't both have to be dragons. Zekrom could have been Dark. And yeah, that would have been cool. Maybe, or like Steel. Uh, but I'm 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 all here for Dragon Electric. Like oh, that's yeah, just, it's also very good. It's a really cool typing. Um, they you also they introduced stuff like, Fairy in in X and Y, right? Yes. Yeah. So we'll so get this, into Fairy this, then. This will probably be like the last time that these Dragon types can really shine. I feel. I before they get dumped on by Clefairy. So we, we talked <laughs> we talked two episodes ago about Getsus and his stupid High Dragon. That's like ridiculous OP. Um, yeah. largely because of its level, but also just because it's Hydreigon. And it has, okay. like, the best stats and stat spread of, like, any pseudo-legendary Pokemon in the yeah. game up until that point. I should I should clarify that for people who haven't heard the term. Um, a pseudo-legendary Pokemon is a Pokemon with a base stat total that adds up to 600, I think. And mm-hmm. it's, it's usually at least one per generation. Sometimes there's more um typically it takes like a year and a half to level like gen one pseudo legendary is dragonite and then you get like tyranitar garchomp i'm sure there was uh, salamence from gen three things like that um the one for gen five was particularly egregious high dragon is just i don't understand how that like it's it's gen Gen five actually has two i which is the other one is the volcarona the other one no, the other one's Haxorus. Oh, right, right, right. This, this is the generation with two incredibly overpowered dragons. Yeah, it's true. Um, <laughs> Hax- Haxorus, Haxorus looks... Is, yeah. Haxorus is just like, what if I put all my points into, like, attack and speed? <laughs> yeah. Um, between the two of them, though, dragons were, like, transparently a problem. <laughs> like, they were already strong... But up until Gen 4, there weren't too, too many of them. And a lot of the ones that, like, existed were largely legendaries. Like, mm-hmm. in, in Gen 4, you had, like, Dialga, Palkia, things like that. But they were all legendary, so they kind of got shuffled out into, like, 
these don't matter land as far as like competitive play. Yeah. Um, Gen 5 really brought down the house with Hydreigon and Haxorus. <laughs> um, notably because between the two of them, you could cover like everything. Haxorus yeah. was just straight up a wrecking ball, like physically speaking, and Hydreigon could like just rinse things with special attack. Yeah, to not get too into the weeds about their about like stats or whatnot, Haxorus has the second highest attack stat uh, in the generation, beaten only by Zekrom yeah. by three points. <laughs> it's 147 to 150. Like, wow. <laughs> it, yeah. Um... I don't know what that says about. Now, I will I, say, I I adore Haxorus. Oh, no, I same. Like, oh, absolutely. <laughs> I felt I feel bad because like I genuinely like it as a Pokemon, and even its base form is like really good. Like Axu is just cute. Yeah, it's it's just a really solid design, and even I'm, Great I I forget tree. what it's called. The middle um, one, but fracture, it, fracture. There we go. It's still it's still good. Like it's good at all three pieces. It's not like it's not like Salamence or I love Bagon that looks like it, it's like a nerd with legs. But then Shelgon is kind of it, it sure is there. <laughs> um, so I, I love like all of the Haxorus line, but like if you bring one to competitive, they're like, no, get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> it's like... um, this so this I guess, generation I guess... is also better about uh, mm-hmm. the legendaries. Like it I has so. quite a few yep. legendaries, but it's not it's not Gen Four. It's not Gen Four. <laughs> what does that mean? Gen Four just like had just so many legendaries. Yeah, Gen Four. And, like they they really leaned into like oh Sinnoh is the place of myths, and that's why there's 27 legend. No, it's it's not that many, but it's, it's still double digits. Yeah, like a significant like fraction of the new Pokemon in fourth generation were legendary Pokemon. Uh, mm-hmm. There's still like quite a few here, but um, not. It's not nearly as bad. Um, well, they stop being special if you have too many of them. That's yeah. true too, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, Tornadus, Thunderous, and Landorus are a bit out of place they're like they're like japanese commies but like in america for some reason <laughs> in america <laughs> like i mean you know they, they fly around on clouds so i can totally buy that they like came here but it's, <laughs> it's just a bit of an odd thing for them to be here yeah. um and from what i've heard from competitive stuff like uh, a lot of people would really prefer if Landorus had never arrived at all. <laughs> it's like, go back. <laughs> I mean, of uh, all of them, shouldn't Landorus be the one that, that can't travel, you know, across the sea? Because it's land, right? Yeah, it's ground yeah, it flying, which is a cloud. bit of a weird... Uh, flies on a cloud? That's not what I meant to say. <laughs> it's a dust cloud, okay? No, no, it's a straight white fluffy cloud. No, I'm just... yeah. <laughs> um... You've got uh, Keldeo, which is the uh, Shodan protagonist uh, legendary. Keldeo. Keldeo is every so. So the 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 main like trio for this one was the Musketeers. Uh, sorry, can I just stop for a no, second? No, Keldeo is if anyone likes him, I think he's fine, but I think he's like 
My Little Pony in Disguise. I'm just yeah, saying it. Absolutely, he absolutely is. is. <laughs> um, two things. Um, I don't think that's accidental. <laughs> They're trying to get in. The- I, I think they were realizing how popular that particular fandom was at the time. Um, the 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 main trio for them is Cobalion, Terrakion, and Verizion. They're called the Musketeer mm-hmm. trios or trio. And then Caldeo is supposed to be like the D'Artagnan of the group. That like shows <laughs> that's up a great later. comparison. That's yeah, amazing. It's it literally what it's there for because it's it's meant to be like the fourth Musketeer. Um. It is the most distracting Pokemon in the world to me because in the movie for Keldeo, where it fights Kyurem, um, it's voiced, at least in English, obviously not Japanese, by uh, Vic Mignogna. And personal oh. feelings about Vic Mignogna aside, I won't I won't get into that. Uh, he's literally just doing his Edward Elric voice. from uh, Yeah, Alchemist. I can see why that would be distracting. It, it's like he doesn't even try to put on a different voice. So it's it's just Edward Elric, the Pokemon, for me, and it's kind of every time I see it, I'm like, oh, there he is. Um, other legendaries, uh, we have Meloetta, which I mean, Meloetta exists. That's great for all the people who like Meloetta, uh, <laughs> and uh, Genesect, who is just uh, really cool. It's it's like Bug Arceus. <laughs> Genesect is cool, yeah. Yeah, I like Genesect. I was I was about to say they like took the design for Arceus, and then I was like, no, no, that's Type Null. We'll get there. <laughs> um, on a whole, I'd probably rate this in a vacuum. I'd probably rate this uh, generation uh, rather highly. Surprisingly enough, interesting for, for designs. Yeah, I agree. For Pokemon designs, yeah, yeah. It, it's uh, got a maybe, of maybe. Reviews, but the ones it has that are bad have like you understand why they were made, even if you don't necessarily yeah, like yeah. them. Yeah, Maybe and the my... problem with some of the more bad ones, especially the ones that just kind of repeat yeah. a niche, because that niche is so common, it's, they show up a lot. <laughs> yeah. Which I, I guess, Matt, what, what, was, what I was going to say is, like, I think the reason I, I like rate this one lower when it comes to a lot of the designs is that... Um, I think in other generations, if I find like a couple Pokemon that I really, really like, I'll just associate it with that generation and then ignore the other 90 that are terrible, right? Right. Um, and for this one, for whatever reason, this generation, a lot of the Pokemon, like I think honestly, like Zekrom for me, like stood out, but a lot of the other Pokemon kind of didn't. Uh, and I think that's maybe why I, I I I don't remember it as fondly, but perhaps perhaps maybe it's a little bit of bias. Yeah. Anyway, that's that's my that's explanation fair. of it. Yeah, uh, that's why I specified. You know, in a vacuum, I'd say this is pretty good, but the the implementation of it caused a lot of problems that make it yeah. a less. Um, it was it was external uh, clunk that kind of soured the rest of them for a lot of people. Yeah. I think. Can can we talk about these starters for a bit? Because we usually do get yeah, these starters. Fair. Um, um, the best yeah. one is Superior and Snivy, and uh, let's start the conversation. If Snivy's <laughs> so evolved, why doesn't it have arms by the end of its evolution chain, Matt? Explain it that. It has evolved beyond the need for arms. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be honest, I feel like Snivy should be the, the, the third evolution, you know? I, I Intelligent, doesn't need to fight. <laughs> Snivy is fun because Snivy is like the poster child for like smug. <laughs> like 
I mean, it's literally called superior. Yeah, it's it's like I I, I talk about it. I'll I'll get a little more into it when we get to um, Sword and Shield, but it's it's the first Pokemon version. that really like. If you've been on YouTube enough, there's a particular kind of quote unquote rational YouTuber that uses like a really smug, self satisfied animal avatar. <laughs> And Snivy is very much one of those. <laughs> amazing, amazing. I I honestly think, like, especially when I take the first and third evolutions, because I'm gonna be honest, right? To me, the the middle evolution matters far less. Uh, but I think yeah, this I is one of the strongest ones. I really like the kind of cute beginning designs, yeah. and I like pretty much all. And th- I don't usually say this for a lot of the generations. I like pretty much, yeah, I like all of the final forms. Yeah. So. I'm uh, not. I'm, I'm, I'm not huge on Embor, just because. Embor is the weakest, but Embor yeah. is when firefighting really, uh, yeah. <laughs> really just got a bit, a bit tired. Because, <laughs> uh, like, you know, Blaziken, great. Embor. Infernape, <laughs> you know, hit me with that journey to the west. Yeah, this is this is acceptable. Embor, like, come on. <laughs> third game in a row yeah (laughs) i i I would say though it it kind of when when you compare it to that trend of infernape i think infernape's also probably the weak well i like infernape but i like infernape a lot i i i still feel like there's something about the fire design that i don't know infernape is great and if you're playing diamond and pearl or, or sorry, was it you need you, you need to choose you, them. You need Infernape. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. Of He's course. like the reverse Charmander. If you pick Charmander in red, blue, and yellow, you're actively making your life harder. In in platinum, you're doing the opposite by not picking Chimchar. Yeah. Um, but how about you, Tristan? What what are your um, thoughts I on I like this? all three of them. Embor is like as as peak firefighting, it made the lead up to Sword and Shield really funny. Or no, sorry, um, X and Y. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I'm I'm losing my mind. Sword and Sun, the one with Litten. Sun and Moon. Uh, that's, there we go. That's Sun and Moon, yeah. Uh, it made the lead up to those particularly funny because everyone was like, don't be firefighting. Don't be firefighting. <laughs> <laughs> Even despite that, I, I still think Embor stands on its own. Um, it is my least favorite of the three but that's it's still a strong design as far as i'm concerned mm, yeah um i like samurai i don't like it as much as like duot because i like the more bipedal yeah thing. my my problem with samurai is like it changes a bit too much from the second it evolution. Is, it's like just one a... step too far for me yeah i still yeah. i still like it it's just not as much as it would have yeah um, like i think if it was still bipedal i would it would probably be like my favorite. Honestly, Samurai is the final evolution of Seal. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not wrong. I'm just <laughs> like that. That is the design. I do it, appreciate. It very much I like, do appreciate the memes that this generation gave us because uh, Revolver Oshawott is objectively hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you. It is kind of interesting this generation how uh the grass line is pure grass, the water line is pure water, and then the fire is just just fire right. fighting. That's the thing that kills me about it. Like I couldn't. 
<laughs> it never ends. Uh, always firefighting. I mean, and you know, Incineroar. So don't worry if you if you thought you got rid of it in X and Y, we'll be back. <laughs> Incineroar um, was dark though. That's what made it funny. Yeah, because <laughs> everyone was like, "You could have just done that." Yeah, and it even true. has the design accents for it. Uh, but speaking of uh, fighting, uh, this generation saw the introduction of two new types of battles. Yo, Matt's on with the trans. I love when Matt <laughs> jumps to hit me with transition or Yeah, there's the triple rotation battles. Um, triple battles and rotation battles. I I like that they're experimenting with match formats. I don't think you can do a full game on it, right? Unlike doubles, which I think you could totally do a full game on doubles, considering the competitive scene is literally doubles. But um, this was actually one part when it... Because I don't think it hits you right away. Like I think they kind of wait, and then they're like... Hey, try this out. Yeah. I think it's like a biker gang, if I if I remember correctly. Um, but I I I liked it because it was definitely something new. I think that's one thing that's always tried and true. But like my one problem is like if I say that I like it, then like what do I say when they do quadruple battles? You know, what do I say when they do six <laughs> six man battles? I mean, it's you know? coming. Like, <laughs> it's coming. Just wait for it. I, no, I, I mean, it, for it's Gen, a natural progression. Gen eight when they just give us um, I, I forget the name of the game. Pokemon Fire Emblem. <laughs> no, it was, it was a thing. Oh my god, I'm drawing a blank. There was there was a Pokemon game. It's a side game where it's like a spinoff, and it's like feudal Japan, and it's like the Warring Kingdoms era. Pokemon Conquest. I love that. Pokemon Conquest. I, I love oh, everything yeah. you're saying. I don't know if I would enjoy the game, but I love the concept. It's a fun was. game with zero replay value because of how it structures its side stories, but it's still fun. Um, I, would, I, I, I would like for Gen mm-hmm. Eight to give us that. I, I think people underestimate the power of like Fire Emblem type games with like your favorite characters it's from other true. genres. Oh, I yeah, played a, I'm actually British, I played recently like the Mario Rabbits or whatever. I, yeah. I was about to bring it up. It is a phenomenal adaptation in the sense that like like if I'm not in the mood for a Fire Emblem game, right? I think the Mario version is simple enough and yeah. introduces nice so, little like. To be fair, that's sleep. less fire it's, it's than more XCOM. XCOM. But yeah, it's, it's still well, the, the, yeah, the form. I guess yeah. that's my point, right? It's still, it's like you know the turn-based strategy RPG. I compared it to Fire Emblem, and to me, it was like, okay, I'm way more in the mood for this simple combat system. Yeah, that sure. is on, based on those type of games than I am necessarily on like the Fire Emblem. Like, I need to be very much in the mood for Fire Emblem to play Fire Emblem game. If that makes sense. Now the. Mm-hmm. I actually really like the rotation battles. You do? Yeah, yeah, I think I think they made they were a lot cleaner than, yeah, than the triple, the triple battles. battles were just kind of a mess. Cuz like when you get to that critical mass of like Surf. Pokemon, <laughs> yeah, you yeah. like it becomes so important to just do AoE moves because um otherwise you're not really doing anything. Uh, rotation I want the final battles. thing in Arceus. Sorry, I'm just I'm uh, you're continuing rotation battles in a second. But now that I'm thinking about Arceus, I'm like I kind of want it to get to a point in Arceus where I just see like 50 Pokemon attacking like up a hill, and then there's just one Pokemon that uses Surf, and you they just all just fall down the hill. Uh, okay, but rotation, yeah. What, why? why are uh, rotation rotation were interesting because um, unlike triple battles, you could you could really like design a team. For rotation battles, like you basically like formed a trio of Pokemon who could cover each other's weaknesses, mm-hmm. and you know you had the mind game with your opponent because you're 
being like, okay, if I switch to this, he could, if he switches to that, I'm hosed. But mm-hmm. if he switches to that, he's hosed. Um, and, you know, you're trying to think about what Pokemon you're, po- it gave you a lot of options because you could switch a Pokemon and use their move without like that being your entire turn. Um, it's way more dynamic, I feel. It, it's a very dynamic, and I think it's a shame that I'm pretty sure this is where rotation battles showed up and uh, yep. died. Uh, yep. <laughs> and but considering the success of X and Y, I don't know if that's necessary. Like this, this might be a whole other topic, right, Matt? But I think um, there is something to like. I like a lot of tidbits of like random interesting things. But if you have too many of them, then it actually dilutes the game at some point. Yeah, um, but I, I, mm-hmm. I think rotation battles, given a bit more focus and design, could have led to a, a fundamental change in how Pokemon battles work. I, I think rotation I battles think right. are really good because a lot of... Um, I can't even say the metagame because it's mostly like picks and stuff like that, but a lot of playing Pokemon is just mind games. Mm-hmm. Um, if you can properly predict something, your opponent is like kind of helpless because of how like structured, like it's a turn-based game, right? So if you can bait out something in particular, they've eventually like burned their turn, and you can just like cook them. Um, and I think and with rotation, rotation battles, battles really mm-hmm. leaned into that. But then, like, I guess in rotation, you it, it's a little more freeform, right? Like, it's... I don't know. Like, yeah, I, so... Because normally in a yeah. Pokemon battle, there's an opportunity cost to switching a Pokemon. Yeah. Because uh, it, it just uses up your turn, and if the opponent predicts what you're going to swap and they have a if they have a counter move, they can just immediately kill your yeah, there's, there's also Pokemon. Like entry hazards, which make, like, a big difference. Yeah. Um, and they're not nearly as much of a problem in rotation battles, which changes other things. Yeah. You don't have to worry about, like... If, if you're playing, um, I'll say, proper Pokemon, whether it's singles or doubles, um, it's important to have a rapid spinner on your team to clear entry hazards in a lot of yeah. times. Because um, if they set up... Not every team sets up hard with rapid spin or with entry hazards, but if you run into one that does um, without rapid mm. spin, you're kind of hosed. Um, and I think rotation battles take a lot of the pressure off as far as that goes, which is neat. It's like a cool change. Yeah, I, I don't like the one thing Pokemon I think will never be able to do from its base design is escape the turn based system because that's when we consider it like a side game. Right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, but I think there is something to be said about the fact that uh, it gets to a point where you, you know, I mean, I like the mindlessness. I'm going to be honest. Like, I, I'm at a point now with this game that I want it to be mindless. I don't want to feel overly taxed and think too much at all, ever. But um, there might be a point, though, where instead of just trying to iter- uh, iterate with, like, Mega Evolutions and, like, you know, all these, like, other stuff that's just supposed to, like, add flavor to the game, you know, that base structure set might have to change at some point. And that's probably, you know, just like X and Y in some ways is the, is a big pivot. It's them trying a bunch of new stuff out. I think there'll be a game in the future where 
that'll be one of the things that happens where they will they will kind of try to break apart the core structure of the game and we'll see if it works or not yeah um and yeah there'll probably be a similar reaction to how uh black and white had yeah uh speaking of breaking apart the core structure and uh being somewhat mindless uh we have to discuss what happened to pokemon contests what happened to Pokemon contest? <laughs> Don't make me more nice. sad, but tell me. Uh, no, it's going to make you sad. Um, <laughs> so you might recall from my from our Generation 4 how we talked about how they added this kind of like pageantry element at the yes. start of, you know, so the bat- the interesting like alternate battle system became like part of the scoring process and was lessened in importance, which was kind of annoying. So in this game, Pokemon contests become Pokemon musicals, and they removed the cool battling system thing entirely. It's now entirely the pageant. I think we got it wrong, Matt. I think think they knew what they were doing. Uh, I think they knew that, you know what? We've already messed up the contests past, like, saving them. Instead of going back, we're going to stick with it, even though... And you know what? I I think maybe for a different audience, maybe that was the way to go. Okay, who knows? I think that's fair. (laughs) That's a lot more nuanced than I was going to bring to this (laughs) conversation. It's sort of funny that, like, it's going to sound a lot more cynical than I mean it. Um, Pokemon... Pokemon's relationship with gimmicks is very awkward because it feels like Lenny of my from of mice and men like looking for a new mouse all the time. <laughs> um, where it's it's both in like side content and like honestly the battle system because people people criticize I, I don't if you play WoW at all uh, people have criticized the game design for the past like eight years at this point. Um for con- like consistently leaning on a system called borrowed power mm-hmm. uh, where each expansion has its own like quote unquote progression system and they don't really add new like class level skills they just give you stuff that you're not going to have two years from now because it's part of this expansion and this expansion only and mm-hmm. pokemon kind of okay. does that with a lot of its like features um mega evolutions are kind of just gone. I, I think I think they're like in um sword and shield, but if they are they're completely vestigial. No, they're not even, I don't think. Um, they're no, they're replaced essentially with uh with, with Gigantamax, but that, that's the thing though. Yeah. It's it's like yeah, I mean fine. And and Pokemon contests kind of felt like the start of that. Same with um the battle frontier they were like here's this cool thing everyone loved and now we're not bringing it back because it, it's like why but don't worry we have the battle <laughs> subway now <laughs> um i'm always curious about this then because it 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 feels like there should be a game at some point where they just choose the best gimmicks i you'd think that and put and them it in feels like it but, would have like all the money attached to it but I feel like what I'm getting from this pageant thing is that clearly the people who develop Pokemon have a very different idea of what the best gimmicks it's, are. It's so, well, now, yeah. so part of it, part of it is might not be, here's my nuance on this. Part of this might not be on the backs of the developers 
Because an important thing to remember while we're going through these games is that they are stapled to an anime. That's true. And big blowout pageants suit an anime much better than, uh, you know, the female sidekick character for this season does uh, Pokemon battles, but, you know, not Always really. Always loses <laughs> the worst trope. Yeah. It's also very Sorry. important to note that Pokemon fans do not know what they want. <laughs> <laughs> So it'd be really hard I want, to make a hypothetical game. I want emerald contests in the new Pokemon game exactly as they were. Except I want this emerald time contests you, with an em, with a emerald battle frontier with. <laughs> listen, emerald might be higher up there than I keep thinking. Giving it credit for. <laughs> we're gonna be making. I, I was telling Matt at the beginning of the show we'll be making like a, a list of of what our favorite gen is, like excluding remakes. Right? That'll be once we kind of get. Uh, to to revisit after we revisit Pokemon Sword and Shield, and listen, all the things here I'm I'm taking to account, I'm taking notes. Uh, I'm getting ready. I'm getting ready to decide my list because I keep keep flopping on a lot of them, keep changing. Um, okay, let's let's. I I'm just, I'm just gonna quickly go through these two. There's two more things that we haven't talked about as I kind of chose big changes as opposed to like every single little change. Um, but if you you know if either of you think of anything that that changed in this game that that we haven't mentioned this episode, uh, oh please yeah, bring them there's up one after. thing I wanted to touch on real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, what is it? It's something we forgot to bring up in Gen Four, and it's gone now, so we have to be sad about it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> And that was the Poketech becoming Sea Gear. Oh god, um, yeah, you're right. In Gen Four, you had the Poketech, which was like a series of various different apps. Like you could have like a status of your Pokemon team, a watch, a stopwatch. You could it is draw things on app. the Apple Watch on. Yeah, it, 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 it's like the Apple Watch, but Pokemon did it first somehow. Right. Um, and. It, that was that was a really cool feature, and then in this uh, generation, uh, we get the Sea Gear, which is none of that. <laughs> um, it, it's it's only for uh, doing uh, multiplayer stuff. Now, now, mm. if you happen to have a DSi and no other console, you could technically use video <laughs> chat with it. Oh right, yeah that that is another <laughs> thing. Is actually, I mean, we, we, cool. we didn't talk about in the story. Yeah. Um, Instead of like getting phone calls, like you just FaceTime everyone in the story. It's super cool. Yeah. Like you, you just get into like four person Skype calls. <laughs> I, I appreciate that Matt just brought up the Poketch as though this was some kind of like Oscars in memoriam. Here's some deaths you missed this year. <laughs> like, Damn. <laughs> well, I mean, I kind of feel it was even more appropriate because we were literally talking about the things that we see in the games and then disappear forever. So, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, rip poke tech and underground anyway. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, I'm going to go quickly cause I don't think we'll say any much about this. I mean, who knows? Maybe there'll be a 20 minute rant about caves somewhere in this, but, um, for those who don't know, go listen to the last show. Uh, the things that have changed in, in Gen 5, Poison no longer hurts the outside of battle, so that Thank was an God. annoying mechanic that made me always nervous. I thought um, my cartridge was broken in Gen 1 because it did the whole screen flash. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like I could not put two and two together. So I'm glad I, I don't I don't know if I like that change or not. Because on the one hand, I'm like, thank God, because nothing else does that effect. On the other hand, like I have all these memories that were not fun at the time, but are fond now of like <laughs> just desperately trying to get to a Pokemon Center <laughs> as my Pokemon were just dying. <laughs> Here's the thing, it didn't actually matter unless you're doing a Nuzlocke, right? <laughs> yeah. Fair. Or if, like, you know, you weren't a silly kid and, you know, just bought some put a, antidotes. Put a, pin in that because, put a pin in that because Black and White is the first game I tried to Nuzlocke and I nearly broke my DS over it. We'll, we'll come back to that. I've got a fun story. There will be a full episode on Nuzlocke. Uh, I'm sure we can do in the future. That's fair. All right, and the, the other thing they added was the teams had a limited use. So honestly, what I'm getting from these two changes of they're not being poisoned outside of the battle and the teams have a limited use is they decided, you know, they wanted to take a new direction. Yeah, they took it in a childish, okay, too easy, too simple. <laughs> all right, all the kids these days don't know how what to work hard how to work hard at things. Okay, that's what they decided. They're I'm like, gonna stand on the side of the children here. TMs <laughs> having infinite use is a better Matt, Matt and his hot takes games. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Matt, I if you if you couldn't tell, I'm totally fine with I, I, I know. <laughs> <laughs> The, the TM um, thing is particularly funny because so many of the like competitively important TMs in Gen Four were like one-offs that you just so you never got one forever. Mm. Um, so there was like a big trade market for like those where oh, people could. Uh, it, it's ridiculous. <laughs> so there was a lot of. Um, I want to phrase this diplomatically. Russell Jimmy's about it. <laughs> I, I actually, I, I kind of want to make a mention of that. Cause I, I very much respect Tristan as, is uh, is like we, we, our show, we, you know, we, we try to keep the swears out of it. Right. <laughs> um, and because of it, it's actually funny. Uh, I, I reached out and some of you might, might hear the ad actually. Uh, Cause we're, we're cross promoting with another show. They did two. Uh, they do, um, co-op stuff right uh that they talk about co-op games um and and we're gonna do a cross promotion but uh one of the first things that they said was we noticed your, your show is very clean <laughs> and uh, i'm like i'm like listen if if i if i i mean one it's a pokemon podcast so so i guess i guess i uh you know i, I appreciate the fact that there might be younger listeners um but two the secret is is you know if the show ever ever does exceedingly well um you know the swears you know Pokemon swearing, I don't... I mean, I guess there's a market for that. You know, maybe that's an untapped yeah, market know, we could go down, but... You know, if it gets popular enough, we'll have uh, Pokemon podcasts, uh, Pokemon Red and Green. No! <laughs> <laughs> Please. Oh, man. I feel like at that point, like, yeah, you, we can just have the explicit episode, you know, at one, one day a week, and then... The, <laughs> the explicit episode. The, the explicit it's episode. going off. Oh. <laughs> Time what for were me. they doing? Time for the Pokemon contest rant of a lifetime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if, if we ever have Patreon content, that's what it's going to be. It's just going to be like one of you goes into the studio, you know, five minutes, ten minutes, maybe half an hour. It depends how long you go and just swears. It'll, about it'll, be, like, it'll be like that Game Grumps bit with, um, with Mark Zuckerberg and the social network. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> um... 
Okay, is there any other stuff that we've missed from this generation when it comes to, to new things uh, that it added? Nope, I think we've covered it, and I okay. think that brings us to... Um, can you catch them all? Can right? you catch them all? I'm going to say no. <laughs> no. <laughs> this I'm... is when it starts to get a bit obscene. So, so my hot take is that you can, but why would you want to? And, and that sounds like I'm bagging on this generation's designs and i promise i'm not <laughs> um but you are one thing we didn't quite touch is that this generation's like transfer mechanic oh yes the 30 is, at a time oh my goodness did this it's not even 30 it's like six and it was like oh god it's, oh, it's so bad oh okay sorry i i oh, no, sorry Pal park was also six at a time but Pal Park it, it was is. just like find your Pokemon and throw a guaranteed mm. catch poke like Bod. This was like the most hellish mini game. <laughs> you already you had to play you the had mini to game. Play this like stupid like they're like what if we used the touch screen this time? I'm like what if I could just have my stupid Charizard? Don't you need two DSs as well for this one? Yes, still, right. Which is also yeah, yeah. controversial. I mean, it's not like previously but you know looking backwards it definitely yeah. like does that make sense like previously it's like oh no everyone you always needed to well three, three to four it was three to four it was nice because it could just use the dual slot feature so you didn't oh, have okay. to necessarily find a buddy you could just move it over unless you had like um a 3ds in which case just like it's it's gen because four, you had a ds you literally game. could put both of them in yeah. is what you're saying right yeah yeah, yeah. Unless you went up to the DSi or the 3DS. But, like, by the time those were out, Gen 4 wasn't, like, relevant anymore, so it wasn't a problem. Yeah, um, yeah no, for Gen this one, though, despite... was like, if you want to move your Pokemon, uh, get bent at every which opportunity. Was, which was a little weird, because um, they, were on the, they were both on the same system. So the fact that you had to go through this, like, extra hoop just was just really bizarre. And, like, additionally, like, you know, adding another 156 Pokemon, like, this was, it was a lot of work if you wanted to catch them all for this yeah. generation. I, I completed the Pokedex in Gen 4 originally with one summer of a lot of Wi-Fi trading. Um, and then in Gen 6 as well, and I just skipped 5. I, I eventually did move everything over, but I could not be bothered at the time. I was like, no, I'm, I'm just not doing it. Now, okay, so we're going to keep this section hmm. going because I have things to say about X and Y for this, for Can You Catch Them All? <laughs> uh, because X and Y does some things that make it a lot easier. Yes. <laughs> uh, but uh, I'm going to say no for this generation. What do you guys, what's your verdicts? Okay, I have a backstory to this, all right? <laughs> um, oh, no, did I you do it? <laughs> definitely, if... Um, if you were to ask me when I got this game, I would say no, uh, because I think actually, as I explained at the beginning of this episode, so I guess it's kind of apropos. I when I got back into the games, I played X and Y. Then I went back and I was playing all the other games, but I was essentially the closest thing to speed running the games, if that makes sense. Right. Uh, so I ended most games with like ten Pokemon. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> um, uh, and but now so i actually uh you know went went on a good old good old uh you know website where people sell old games and, and you know bought bought it uh i'd like to uh, officially say that i've caught all the pokemon in the fifth generation uh because the good old um you know i i, di I didn't do a rookie mistake i instead of doing the new game feature right away i, I hit that load game 
All right. Um, and whoever was there before me, man, they've, they've, uh, they got 230 hours into this game and they're, oh they're, God. uh, <laughs> they've got all the oh, Pokemon. Oh. <laughs> so I'm actually team rocket and I say, yes, I can catch and steal all the Pokemon. Speaking of catching them all, um, you've got to, you got to go to the, like the global trading stuff for this. Um, two fun things about gen fives, um, global trading. One's a story. One's just a weird fact about it. Um, Gen 5 is the first Pokemon game with a Pokemon that you cannot trade for with strangers unless you get really lucky with Wonder Trade. Um, what Pokemon is it? I'll, I'll get there. We'll, we'll get there. Okay. So, so in Gen 4, when you were using the global trade system, it was um, like it was by letter, and then you would pick something. You had to have right. at least seen the Pokemon before to be able to like search for it. Mm-hmm. Um, because you just would then pick it from a list. Gen 5 went to direct entry because they didn't want to restrict people to only things they'd seen before, especially in Gen 5 when you can't see most of the Pokedex. Right. So they went to direct entry. Um, two things that are important with that. Um, Gen 5 introduced direct entry, which also introduced um, a word filter for the first time. And Gen 5 also has a Pokemon called Kofagrigus. Oh, no. So it's the Scumthorpe problem, but to Pokemon, where because a certain slur is part of the name, uh, you just straight up can't look for it, because you'll try to Google it in-game, essentially, and you'll be like, no, you, why are you swearing at me? Don't call me those <laughs> things. It's a lot. Um... And then my fun story is, because you can still set trade conditions. Okay. And a lot of people use the global trade thing to just flex and or duplicate things. Um, I don't remember the exact process, but you could, like, it's kind of like the Gen 2 duplication thing where, like, you save Mm. and, like, it's it's both in your PC and in your party. Um, In Gen 5, I believe, the duplication glitch with the GTS was that, like, it would be in your party and also on the game servers so you would then just pull it off the game servers so you get people asking for like stupid trades like a level one mewtwo which is impossible to get and things like that um i they still do that by the way (laughs) (laughs) oh no they still do but it's i i have a level 100 shiny dragonite i got from someone who did not read up on what they were looking for quote unquote looking for oh no um in gen 4 there was a the the rcs movie came out and it was like a big thing where like that was finally distributed properly and there was an event you could do in heart gold and soul silver where if you brought an rcs to the ruins of elf um this hiker would be like yo what you have an rcs that's wild (laughs) and he would take you to this place called the sinjo ruins and then Arceus would get up on, like, this thing called, like, the, the creation stage or whatever, do this thing with, like, actual real-life photographs in it, which was weird. Um, hmm. But the, the long and short of it is you got an egg, which had a oh, yeah. one Diaga, Palkia, or Giratina in it, and you got to pick. Technically, you got to pick twice, because it also worked a second time with the, um, like, the, the catchable version of Arceus. For some reason, it wasn't coded to, like, only do it once. Um, anyway, 
this guy was asking for a level one Dialga for his like shiny level 100 Dragonite with a Master Ball, and I was like, "Yeah, fair trade, dude." I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> So that, that's my fun. Someone out there is like inconsolable about that. <laughs> you know what's interesting though? I actually there were times, uh, especially when I like had had like essentially gotten all the Pokemon I wanted or, or wasn't necessarily like into the big decks. If I had like duplicate legendaries, I'd just like trade them for the dumbest things because I thought it'd make someone stay. <laughs> I'd be like, give me an Eevee. <laughs> give me a Pikachu. <laughs> Anyway, uh, okay. Uh, this is yeah. So, so I guess I mean that kind of concludes our whether you can catch them all. I think this. I one thing we could talk about very quickly is, is kind of like the global trade system. Very much is in its. I feel like this is when when it kind of became much more popular. If that makes sense. Um, I don't know if it was as popular in in the previous gens. I don't know if that's fair. But. I, I'm I'm gonna say that it really hit its stride in X and Y. I agree, but I, I think this is really where like you start to see it. So yeah, that like, global trade system makes the yes more and more plausible. Um, yeah. But it also is still requires way way more effort than needed. <laughs> yeah, um, I I agree with that, but I will say that I think uh, I think X and Y is really when the global trade system took off. Mm-hmm. And we can probably talk about that more in X and Y. Yeah. yeah. Because Nintendo DS's uh, Wi-Fi capabilities were garbage. It's true; they were they're <laughs> bad. <laughs> okay, I think it's time. I think it's time in this episode. It's time to give our final thoughts. Um, what if is you're your encapsula- favorite Pokemon? Wait, you want you want me to know what my favorite Pokemon is? Yeah, what is your favorite Pokemon in this generation? Brevar is a Brevaria. Yeah, easy. Oh, Brevaria. I'm yeah. kidding. I'm kidding. Sorry. Sorry. I mean, that's I very actually all Pokemon. The America Pokemon. I do like the America Pokemon. Uh, I think Zekrom probably is number one, but yeah, no, that's my that's my non-legendary favorite. How about you, Matt? Uh, Zekrom is my favorite uh, legendary. My favorite non-legendary is Haxorus. Nice, I just, nice. I just really this like is a Haxorus. genuinely difficult question. Quick. Oh man, that's <laughs> rough. Um. Oh man, <laughs> I've got so many. Probably a Mulga off the top of my head. It's just really good. Mm. Yeah, that's that's, that's valid. Um, Bisharp is also very good, though. They're oh, like, yeah, Let's definitely. make a Pokemon that's a chess piece. I was like, yeah, I'm here for it. That's cool. <laughs> All right, final thoughts. Uh, for black and white in general, uh, where do we rank? Where, where do you guys interim rank this in your Pokemon? Are we doing separate rankings, or are we ranking it as a generation? I... Yeah, I think we're doing black and white and black and white two together. I think right. yeah. uh, is is the fairness. Gen five, essentially. I personally go uh, generation four on top, followed by generation three, followed by five, followed by two, followed by one by our current. I, I think what I'll be doing actually, just just because we're getting closer to the end list, and I keep changing it every two seconds, I want to kind of give you where I think this ranks. But I'm not going to give the other ones again. If that that's, makes fair, sense. That's, fair. that's fair. That's fair. I think I think I'll probably do that for the next couple of episodes, just so that that final list can be a little more interesting to see what I finally decide. I I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest. I think of all the generations, and I think it's unfair to this generation, but I I do put it last. 
Uh, mm. And that is tough considering, you know, red, blue, and yellow. Um, but... Well, we're not... Fine. Yeah, we're, even though we've gone over Sword and Shield before, we're not... Well, Sword we're, we're talking about... We're talking about... <laughs> let, let me rephrase. If this is still up to this generation. Okay? Yeah. So, so I'm still doing up to this generation. I'm just not giving the full list. I'm just saying where I think this ranks. And me personally and... And uh, it it is, and I think the muted colors actually, for me, did play an effect um, because any game that you play for a longer period of time, there's a, there's a point where like muted colors, while they look cool, right, they can start to drag a little bit. Like but they, they're they can modern kind of, and realistic. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I totally understand. Uh, so yeah, I I definitely feel like. While, like, for final thoughts as well, right? While I think in final thoughts, I think this is a necessary generation because this is, this is like, teenage years or experimentation, trying to figure things out, trying to figure out where the franchise is going to go, is absolutely needed, right? I think this generation is absolutely needed going to 3D, right? All those things, for sure. However, if I were to take the games themselves, Generation 5, I do think it's the weakest. So yeah. that's, that's my final. I think it tried a lot of things, Um it tried to be a new start for Pokemon and kind of tripped over its own uh, ambition a bit, but that trip um, was required. Was required, <laughs> and you have to fall before going, you rise. <laughs> you know, it's, it's going to it's going to catch its stride, or in this case, um, fall twice before it rises. That's foreshadowing. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's foreshadowing on your thoughts on X and Y. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so interesting. Okay, anyway, I, I think X and Y is going to be a great episode. There's going to be a lot to talk yeah, about. Yeah, I, I have I have some hot takes on Y on I, X and Y. I oh, I don't want to come off as too harsh on this one, but I think it's like my third least favorite. I am very curious now. I'm still struggling to, to place it, honestly. Um, I think Gen One loses out just across the board okay. for like okay. reasons. I'm 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 doing my absolute best to account for both nostalgia bias and recency bias. I think that's very fair. I think I think you're totally right. I think my placing this last compared to the first gen has a lot to do with with a little bit of nostalgia bias for sure. I, I think um, I think one as a game is my lowest, um, and then I think this beats out X Y for me. Um, we can talk more about that next yeah. week, but I'm, I'm I think oh, I'm, third that's very interesting to me. <laughs> um, I. One one thing I'm going to uh, say is if if we evaluate if we split these two games apart and we evaluate Black White Two by itself, that gets shucked below Sword and Shield. In my opinion. <laughs> I don't think we will. I don't think it's we the will. Opposite for me because if, <laughs> if we're decoupling them, then Black and White on its own shoots up to like my fifth favorite, <laughs> and like. Oh. Should, okay okay this oh, is interesting black and white two shoots up sorry black and white two shoots up i like black and oh, white okay, two yeah. more and black and white one can shoot below x and y so it's being carried by its success interesting <laughs> i yeah i'm wow weird, man i know <laughs> no, no but but it makes me think should i separate these two because i think these two games have play a very weird place um in that it is it's not quite what emerald is to ruby or what platinum is to diamond right yeah i i care so little about black and white too that it does not affect my rating because i'm just like you know this placing is entirely on your superior elder brother here like you're just here for the ride if i had a choice i would ditch you at the last that's so interesting that you have a different takes on that um 
Okay, maybe maybe when we get to that final episode, we can decide beforehand. Because I, I I would I was just kind of kind of go with generations, um, but. Uh, when we get to that episode where we're deciding, yeah, if we, when we have an entire without the remakes, for, obviously for rankings, yeah. ranking yeah. stuff, then uh, yeah, we'll decide. Sure. We'll decide what we want to yeah. do for that. But that's that's very fascinating. And um, mm-hmm. Just as we're getting to more and more rankings, is always good to know note for our viewers that this is all everything about rankings is entirely subjective. We do not claim to be correct about anything about our. I rankings. do. I don't know about you guys. <laughs> I'll say this much: what I think will will provide for you in the end, like what I'm hoping to provide with kind of our ranking episode, um, is that like I want the the kind of listeners to compare their own rankings to ours, right, and see yeah, which fair. ones fit, which yeah. ones are different. Um, if if we're all off base, you know that would be great. It'd be great to get our first angry rant about how we're wrong about oh, everything so. and how um, X and Y one and two are actually the best games of the franchise uh and people uh un you know i don't know uh, <laughs> I, I, I mean uh, okay like you know don't don't spoil what i'm going to be talking about x and y next time <laughs> <laughs> oh sorry did, did I, I i meant black and white black and white one and two. That, that's what my, my joke was i i missed my i it's funny anyway uh i've i think we're gonna have a lot of i i don't think i think we have differing opinions on uh x and y which i think will be quite interesting um, um yep yeah, uh, i'm looking forward to it uh you know here's our, my preview. Our listeners aren't here to have us all sit in a circle and be like yes that's very correct i that's have true, no other thoughts to add to your perfect summation of uh <laughs> uh the quintessential qualities of this game i, I we think should, i we speak for har- all our listeners when i say that we are just objectively no no <laughs> uh, what, what i'll say to maybe preview x and y is that Okay, let me let me put this. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll let people stew on this for until we until we release the X and Y episode. But I think Sword and Shield is in theory like is is what I think they thought they were making when they when they were making Sword and Shield. They thought they were making X and Y, but they didn't. Uh, that's 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 the one thought I'm going to leave you on. Oh, that's okay. interesting because that's a good thought. Yeah, I've got so many. I've got so many opinions on both like sets of games. Like I don't have much to say about Sun and Moon, but like X and Y and Sword and Shield, I have opinions on, and they're not necessarily the popular ones. <laughs> All right. I'm well, excited. yeah, um, I'm excited. We'll leave it to next time, right, Matt? <laughs> yeah, we'll leave it to next time. Uh, if you want to do our outro. Yeah, for sure. I love I love how Matt. Um, so, so for those who don't know, like I do a bunch of other shows. I'm always the host, but I love how Matt just like takes it upon himself, right? Like takes the backpack and is like, listen, okay. <laughs> um, but from uh, myself, Look, we're not interested- in an XCOM podcast, guys. <laughs> just talking about Mario <laughs> yeah, Rabbids. <laughs> I, I I think I like that. I like that. Matt keeps maybe maybe I need to be a little more uh, strict. You know, it's it's like yes, let's ramble, but when the rambling stops, let's bring it back. You know, maybe I need to, to, to be a little more in it. Uh, but for myself, from Tristan, from uh, Matt, uh, thank you all for being here. I hope you enjoyed our review of uh, the mechanics, the design, the Pokemon part of Black and White, and we'll see you all whenever we see you. Bye bye. See ya. Yep. See ya.